When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest Blakey's Boot Room podcast here on Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth, happy to be joined once again by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. Nathan Blake, fresh from his appearance on Danny Baker's Five Live show on Saturday. Um, I believe you were talking about food that day, Nathan? Uh, I would say uh, bacon sani. So, yeah, food, but... You were nothing. baking with Baker. <laughs> I was talking about bacon sarnies with Baker, yes, yes. And food for thought today, I'm sure. Yes, indeed. Paul, how are you? I'm very well. I think Blakey's probably better off talking about Cardiff City. So actually <laughs> get back to the day job. Back to, back to uh, the nitty-gritty. The last, last moments of this championship season, mm. starting for the Bluebirds on Saturday. But looking back to two poor results, really, you would have to say. Yeah. Two poor performances, Wolves and Barnsley. Blakey, did any of that impress you at all? No, I was pretty disappointed with Wolves more than anything because I thought that was I did, I did. I think I said three-one prediction in the score. I just not the right Cardiff, way. Yeah, in Cardiff's favour, but you know, Wolves—they're a decent outfit, but they weren't, you know, high on confidence or anything like that. Top eight going for it, anything like that. So I thought it was a it was a good opportunity for Cardiff to go there. And, and get a result and, and, and lay a marker down really for next season because I did hear Neil Warnock's um, interview after the game he was aggrieved at one or two things I can I understand and um, he said he's looking forward to going back so he obviously has got to be in his bonnet about something and he's looking to go back next year uh, and do a job there but all in all you'd have to say disappointing at the result disappointing the way they played and performed second half and Barnsley We've had a good season, it must be said, but you know, you would be expecting to to turn teams over like that. So yeah, two disappointing results, and just you're just in fear of the season fizzling out. Okay, we know you're not going to get relegated, you're not going to get promoted, but there is a lot riding on these, and Neil's made that Neil Warner has made that evident, and players have made that evident of late. So um, bit, bit disappointed. Is it all talk, Paul, at this stage of the season, saying it still matters, we still want to fight, we were playing for next season? Or, or do you really believe that Warnock has instilled that mentality? Well, I think it's talk because you've got players' um, livelihoods at stake here mm. and, their, and their futures. And, and, you know, we're talking about some potential big hitters at Cardiff who might find they're not at the club anymore next season. Um, there is, however, already an end-of-season feel about mm. Cardiff City and it's almost like... I said this on the show last week and I said it again, I don't I almost don't want Kenneth Zahori using up his goals now the rest of the season. I want him holding them back for next season. But is it about laying down a marker for next season, like Blakey says? It is, but it's all a little bit irrelevant now, I think, personally. Mm. But it's not any football game at a professional level is not an irrelevant, so that's probably the wrong word to use. But it's hard to get overly infused about Cardiff at the moment. They 
I don't recall Cardiff being involved in mid-table mediocrity for a long, long time. Isn't it horrible? It's, it's, is it boring? You know, they've been pushing. It is. It's, it, it is boring. How about Woody, uh, Dave Jones and Malky? They were regularly pushing for the playoffs at least, mm. um, if not automatic. I think um, we've got to be thankful that we're not. In a re- even though a relegation battle would give us more excitement and what have you, don't really want to be in there just in case the trap door opens and you go through it. But you'd have to say Cardiff generally need to use this time wisely, I would say. And are they using it wisely? Well, the manager's clearly trying to use it wisely in the you know, in the players he's picking and you know, the some of the performances the players are giving. Um but I suppose it's inevitable that when you're a footballer and you do you kind of like that sigh of relief. We're not going down. Okay, we knew we're not going to get in the playoffs, so that's not happening. So you just—it's inevitable that things start to try, kind of drift, yeah. you know. And it's difficult for the manager to, you know, beat that stick and keep everyone at it, you know, till the end of the season. But if I'm a goal scorer, if I'm a striker, I'm looking to get next six or seven games and look and try and get five goals I, I just maybe players just set little personal targets and stuff like that which 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 may help them in their performance level but yeah need yeah. a bit of an improvement on it, what we've seen last two games it might just be a case for, for the likes of Ken Zahora for getting past 15 goals or if you're Joe Rawls chip in make, make it mm-hmm. six or seven for the season four assists five assists yeah. nine assists well, whatever you know set yourself personal goals because and what you also do is when you're playing against the likes of of Barnsley or Wolves, they're going to be in the championship next season. So if I know I'm playing against Dominic uh, Saturday and chances are Dominic will be here next season, I want to, you know, give Dominic the worst torrid time of his life. So and next you, and you year... you absolutely would. <laughs> so next year, when it comes to it, Dominic... He might be pretending or saying he's up for the fight, but really and truly, I know the first time I skin him, he's you know the demons are going to come back. So it just makes my life easier. It's that mental edge that Warnock wants over over teams like Wolves and Barnsley. He said it after the QPR game as well, Paul. <coughs> he wants to come back and do them next year. That's mm. what he said. Yeah, and I think that's what a promotion or a playoff chasing team is going to be built about. It's about going to places like that and winning. Mm winning those games by the odds goal or comfortably by a 2-0 margin or something like that. Um, but it's wrong for me to say you don't get enthused about Cardiff at the moment because there'll still be a, you know, there's going to be large attendance at the Brentford game on Saturday, at the Forest game on, on Easter Monday. Um, but it's like a sense of this is now just... Uh, well, so we just, just three points, isn't it? It's There's nothing app- in it. No, it's an appetizer for the real business of next season. Mm. And I can't wait personally for next August when it <laughs> kicks in, when I really think Cardiff can expect to have a crack at it. It's not Neil Warnock, is it? Mid-table mediocrity. It doesn't suit his no. style, his no. mentality. No, he's always going for promotions. Yeah, or avoiding relegation. Or like he's last always year re- avoiding relegation. You know, you say it, Rotherham, QPR, some of his last jobs, you know, either end of the table. So... It's none of us like it, but if given the choice of this or last game of the season, needing three points to stay up, I think I'd take mediocrity and boring and how things are right now. 
Would you rather be Cardiff than our neighbours down the road, Swansea, Flaky? Um, I'd always want to be. Right, I'd always want to be Cardiff rather than Swansea, <laughs> regardless of what league we were in. That's so, the title of this podcast. Sort of, uh, anyway. I would say uh, right now, I I'd be happy being at Cardiff because I I I think. You know, Swansea aren't going to win the Premier League. I mean, it's possible, anything's possible, but they're not. But Cardiff next season, you know, I'd be coming, going away in the frame of mind if I do a bit extra during the summer before we get back for pre-season. Then we got a good chance of, I've got a good chance of leading the line for us to get promoted. And I'd be setting myself targets of, right, I know I've got to get at least 25 goals next year. Could there be a South Wales derby uh, next season? Paul? It's looking ominous, mate. Tell you, there could. Yeah, I think Sunderland and Middlesbrough are going to go down. West Ham and Palace have been dragged into it, but I think realistically, the last place is between Hull and Swansea. I, yeah. think, I think Swansea have undoubtedly got the better players. I think Hull have got the better manager. Hull have undoubtedly got the better manager. Um, I was at the Liberty on Wednesday night to watch Swansea against Tottenham and they capitulated towards the end. That was a hammer blow to Swansea because they um, not only did they capitulate Blakey, but Hull won. Mm. So it was almost like a double whammy. Mm. Um, I was surprised at the atmosphere that you won nil up. I thought, you know, 20,000 Welsh mad fans making it really hostile for Spurs. You know, 1-0, go and nick a second and the game's over. But it was like, well, we'll sit back, sit ridiculously deep, too deep in my opinion, mm. yeah, and we'll invite the pressure on. And the fans were like, you could, you, they were like, you could you could feel the nerve, the nervousness yeah, of, the, of the fans. So they weren't really singing. They didn't start singing until Tottenham started singing after they equalised and then almost immediately they scored a second and then Swansea just went quiet So to, to be fair to the Swans fans they were I thought they were very good they really got behind their team it reminded mm. me a bit of Cardiff beating Man City where you've got that you know you need that help from the fans mm. to get over the line against mm. the the better teams obviously mm. Swansea didn't manage it in this case I do th- you know, I do think there's a possibility to answer your question Dom of the South Wales derbies being reenacted next season if it does happen I think for the first time you'll see 35,000 inside Cardiff City Stadium for a Cardiff game. Mm-hmm. How much uh, does South Wales football need, need that it. after a season like this? Which, to be fair, for Swansea's been poor and for Cardiff has been mediocre at best. Mm. Well, Swansea are still punching way above their weight, aren't they? They're still a Premier League team, remember, so give them credit where it's due. No, but they've had a poor season. They, they've, they would have expected to stay up at the start of this season. Mm. And if, yeah. they don't, if they don't stay up, it's a poor season. Yeah. The same way for Cardiff, that you'd probably say... At the start of the season, Cardiff were looking at least top eight. Top yeah. eight, exactly. Yeah. So I don't. I think the South Wales derby, if we get it next year, could reinvigorate everyone. Not least Neil Warnock. Mm. Blakey. Well, he would love it. You yeah. know, that's that's just his type of game, you know. Um, but hey, listen, is it? <clears throat> I know. I, I understand what Paul's saying. I understand what you're saying. But there is you know, what seven, eight games to go. So it's not over till, you know, mathematically possible and all that, or impossible. But I would look forward to that. I think, yeah, if if they did come down, then it would um, 
it would it, it would do South Wales a lot of good. I think I think you you know both teams in the championship, both teams now. I still think they they'd be getting twenty thousand plus crowds. Like Paul said, I think they probably fill Cardiff City Stadium for the home game, which would be nice to see, and um, it would show the powers that be what is possible uh, at Cardiff City. But um, like I said, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's in the balance. It's a, it's a teaser. And Don't. Cardiff's other rivals, Bristol City, really struggling as well. 5-0 losers at, at Preston the other night, I think. Yeah, I mean, can we get, uh, no, they've had a little bit of, of an uplift of late. But they went um, they went incre- they went an incredibly long time without sort of getting out of a rut they were in. You know, They fell from some like fifth, fourth, fifth top into a to relegation fight relegation fight you know before they started winning again so um, I found it quite astonishing really especially with the squad they've got because at home you think even when you're playing with a lack of confidence at times you'll pick up the win if you've got quality players and they've got quality players in their squad so uh, it would be nice to see Cardiff Swansea Cardiff Bristol it would be nice if Bristol Rovers got up then you've got a real uh, a ding dong, and yeah, you've got you know two Welsh clubs, two Bristolian clubs. We want those kind of games, don't we? Oh, we love derbies. Yeah. My first game was a derby, and Bristol Rovers actually it was my first. It was my dip into professional football at left back. Never played it before in my entire life. Um, was told about fifteen minutes before going out before the players went out to warm up that I was starting. How'd you get on? I'm still here. So. <laughs> I was done all right. <laughs> That's a good segue a into my ago. into my next subject, which is Declan John, a left back mm, right. from Wales yeah. and a Cardiff prospect. Well, he was a prospect a few years ago, but what about him now? He played against Barnsley the other night, was given a chance as Warnock rotates, but once again, he's struggling to make that impact that we thought he could do when he was a Premier League player mm. a, few, a couple of years back. Yeah, I've. Um... I've never seen Declan as a Warnock type of left back I have to say um, he was a left winger converted to left back for Cardiff he was when he was coming through he was seen as a, as the next one to rival Neil Taylor and Ben Davis in the Wales team so he was being talked of in that ilk um, he was Cardiff's left back regularly in the Premier League season under Malky and, and Solskjaer um, so what's gone wrong? And then we, another manager comes in and a la Russell Slade and clearly doesn't rate him. Picks Scott Malone consistently ahead of him, which was a thing that Cardiff fans couldn't get their head around. Although, to be fair to Malone, he's well. since done well to, for mm-hmm. Fulham. Um, and there's just been no way back for Declan since. I, I don't, you know, obviously in the summer, um, chance became even more limited because Paul Trollope bolstered the full-back berth, didn't mm-hmm. he, with, with the signings of Jazz Richard. Did he sign Joe Bennett? I'm sure Bennett, he did, yeah. Yes. Um, pushed him back even further. It's just not happened for Declan, has it? And well, I've, found, I've always said, you know, I watch, I can remember watching Declan, um, did he make his debut under Dave Jones? No, he was Oh, Malky Mackay. Yeah, he was after that. Malky Mackay. I think it was, he made his, he played a game against Swansea and he played the left-back position 
And he got caught out of position by Nathan Dyer at the far post. And then forget it, got inside him and scored a header. And I said back then, which is probably going back four, maybe five years ago, someone needs to work on Declan. If he's going to play left-back, someone needs to take him aside and work one-to-one with him on positional play. Yeah. Well, we're five years on. And I always say, if you've got, if you're a player blessed with pace, dribbling ability, which he is because he's a winger by trade, then, you know, if you want to play week in, week out, and they're saying you're not quite up to the left wing position, but you can play left back or left wing back, which would then enhance his prospects for Wales as well. The The only thing you have to do is go and learn that position properly. So where to be in, in, in conjunction with your centre-back when the ball's down the right-hand side, <clears throat> excuse me, or centrally. Uh, and it, 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 he can be guided by a centre-back with experience, a goalkeeper with experience. So I look at the situation and I ask myself, maybe has Declan applied himself correctly or has he applied himself enough to try and learn that position to give himself the best opportunity to be playing week in, week out. Because let's be fair, he's young, he's a local boy, he's a talented boy, and he's quick. He should be nailed on. As a, We shouldn't have been li- looking for a left-back. We should have been looking for... If we were looking for a full-back, it was cover for Declan John. Yeah? So he should be nailed on. Now, it might be he doesn't want to play left-back, so he's never gone and actually applied himself to learn the position. Or... He's learned the position, but he's not carrying that out. He's not transitioning into games. So his lack of game understanding and positional understanding is what's costing him. But there's always a reason why you're not playing. Sometimes it can be personal. Manager just doesn't like your attitude. I wouldn't have thought that's the case because he's a nice enough kid. But there is a reason why too many managers, in my opinion, for what he's got about, about him I've overlooked him and brought other players in who are nowhere near as quick as he is both defensively or offensively but they're better defenders and it's a shame because look every every set, every football club has fans who want to see homegrown players come through but I find it to be the case with Cardiff City more than most it's almost like it was always the way that's why Paul yeah it's almost like the fans feed off the passion of young of homegrown players coming through the system, mm. Blakey came through in the in the nineties with with Damon Searle and Jason Perry and one or two others. Alan Lewis, Gareth you know, we, we had, <laughs> you know, and, and Cardiff historically have done that. Yeah, they've gone on to sell their better players like Blakey. Go back to John Toshak even, but but it was it was always the way. So so the Cardiff fans wanted to see Declan given a chance. They wanted to see Declan succeed. Um, and they'll be disappointed it hasn't happened. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, there's no. Say to any young player who listens to the show, there's no give me. How it works in football is, right? Because I got players who I have spoken to over the past two, three, four years, who are at professional clubs, and they think because they've been there since they were 13, 12, 13, 14, always played up which is their 14 playing for 16, 16s playing for 18s, they get into the frame of mind that they expect to be given an opportunity. And I say, <laughs> you've got it twisted. You've got to earn it. You've got to earn the, you've got to earn the opportunity. If you don't, if you're not prepared, 
Right, I'm a midfielder, Dominic's a midfielder. Dominic's in the first team, I'm on the bench every week. That's the first thing, nice. <laughs> the first thing I need to do is dominate Dom in training, show everybody in training that I'm a better player than he is. Then I'll get my opportunity on a Saturday, and when that comes, I need to show that I can do more with the opportunity than Dom. Then I get into the first team. Then I get selected regularly. Then the manager trusts me, puts his faith in me and says, right, you're my number one. It doesn't happen where the manager says, you've been here for nine years, kid. I tell you what, it's about time we had an opportunity in the first team. Let me have a look at you. It doesn't work that way. So I feel there's a lot of responsibility, or at least in part, on the player himself in this instance. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, maybe one to watch what happens to Declan and Warnock may well part ways in the summer. We hope he makes it because like Paul says, we want to see homegrown talent. It's as simple as that. There's no, no better feeling when local boys come through and play and play well. Yeah. And, and even if they go on to the next level with another club, they're sold and they go on to the next Most Cardiff fans... You know, if we're building towards winning the championship, you wouldn't want to lose your best players, whether they're Welsh or English, but especially if they're Welsh. But if you end up having another season where you finish in mid-table and come January, you know, a big club like Tottenham Hotspur come in, as they did for like a Ben Davis, you know, it, it does give you a bit of pride that at least you're creating, Ramsey developing players. Correct, yeah. Mondo. Correct. I think the full-back berths next season are nailed on for any two of Joe Bennett, Jazz Richards and Lee Peltier. And I think it'll probably yeah. be Richards and Bennett personally. I think they're the attacking, adventurous full-backs that you, you perhaps need for a promotion charge. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chet, we'll move on from the full-back debate. Mm. We'll move on to season tickets. Mm. Season tickets. So, apparently, according to the club, they're selling well, proving popular. It was a promotion put on by the club to allow fans to get their name embossed on their on their seat and to encourage everyone to join the, the Warnock revolution, if you like. The big banner of Warnock outside the stadium, my kind of club, my kind of people. It's going down well, Blakey, and, and are you surprised? I can't say I am, because I think Warnock has, has embodied the club almost. Yes and no. Okay. Partly, I'm surprised, and I would. What I'm hoping is that this doesn't become um, we're behind Neil Warnock because we should be behind Neil Warnock. But if Neil Warnock leaves, then we all walk away, right? That is what the club need to identify. So you use the manager and his name to bring fans in, but what you've got to be doing is using the club's name to bring the fans in not the manager's name in my opinion then they come no matter who's the manager right so you've got to sell them the vision of where you want to be where you think the club is going next season and over the next two three four five years then people and you have to stick to that you don't can you know you can divert off and come back if you've got a plan you can do that but you can you turn and change direction and completely go in a different direction doesn't really work because people just get fed up and see. See, I told you so. They're not going to blah blah blah, and they walk away. So, but does faith need to be restored in in the in the club? And yes, the and, it, best and, and I that? understand why they're doing it through the manager, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the manager can up and leave at any given time. 
He can be sacked at any given time. Your fan base isn't built upon who your manager is. Your fan base is built upon your club. They don't support... They support Neil Warnock because he's the Cardiff manager. If Neil Warnock was manager of Bristol City, they wouldn't give a damn about him. Club <laughs> Do you understand a, what I mean? Yeah, of course, but Cardiff yeah, City I, will still be there and it's still their club they have to go and visit. So that's what I would say. Your club has to have a philosophy and a vision and some foresight of what it wants to be and where it sees itself in future. Without that, you'll get this yo-yo effect that's where... It. You go 20,000 fans down to 12,000 fans, up to 15,000 fans, then 9,000 fans, 10,000 fans, and Walnut comes in, you're back up to 13s, 14s, and you're hoping now to get back up to 17, 18s off the back of Neil Warnock. But what is your club vision? It's okay the manager speaking that vision, but I would say the chief executive manager, after beers one, giving that to the general public, selling it to the general public, the Cardiff City fans so they understand where it's going then it doesn't matter who's at the helm this is what the plan is and this is what your season ticket money your hard earned season ticket money this is what it's going towards this is the plan mm. you can't just say give us your money give us your money give us your money don't worry what we're going to do with it you've got to have a strategy for people to play devil's advocate if mm. I may a club is a an abstract concept and mm. A club is a reflection of their manager. You know, you look at Sir Alex Ferguson. That's what it used Manchester to be. United, they became it used, to, it used to be that. You don't think no, that's but Manchester what United, wants to build? Manchester United, and Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson, no matter how big he is, will never be as big as Man United. But at a point, he was Manchester United, and the club were a reflection. No, of him. that's what you believe. No, that's what he, he made everyone believe. Well, not me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He is massive. He's a sir. But I'm not saying that's true, by the way. I'm saying that's what... Yeah, but what I'm saying is uh, the, the the concept you're alluding to, it's it, it's flipped. It's, it's, it's actually... You would have people believe that, or people... But some people believe that without Fergie. Well, what would have happened to Man United? Liverpool have been unsuccessful. They were the most successful club in my generation up until I was about 16, 17. Then United took over when I got to about 22-23 Liverpool is still deemed as one of the biggest clubs in the world and regardless whether Kenny Daglish, Jurgen Klopp Graham Souness whoever's in charge the club is what you you build from there outward in my opinion and your manager is part of that that's a great point but to get it back to to season tickets Paul is it just the Warnock effect, or, or, or like Blakey says, can that faith be re- restored? Can the club build on its own terms? Mm. Uh, I think that it's the belief in Warnock that is encouraging people to get season tickets for next season, mm-hmm. whereas they may have walked away otherwise because things have not gone well at the club. Blakey's quite right. It's, it's not. It's, it's kind of City as the brand. You know, Manchester United haven't lost fans because. Alex Ferguson. No, I, no, I was saying the point I was making. <laughs> the point I was making was Dom's under pressure. <laughs> I never seen him under pressure. Go on, Dom. To explain my point is that uh, fans believe in in a manager because of the way he approaches the game, the way he appears in interviews, the way he puts out his teams. Look at Pochettino at the moment. Look at Conte and his passion at Chelsea. Yeah. Look, that's look. what wins fans on a 
at, at the present point of view, not looking back into history because that is what it is, and that there are so, certain fans whose loyalty is unquestioning and unwa- unwavering, and will always be the case. But to get that extra five ten percent, that's what you need to do, and that's what Cardiff are doing with Warnock. There, to their there credit, is, there is no doubt that the Warnock factor is encouraging people to buy season tickets. Yes, yeah. yeah? There are an awful lot who would buy it whether Warnock was there or not because mm-hmm. they can't have seen through and through. I'm Diet, talking about yeah. thousands here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Warnock factor is is because there was a genuine belief rightly or wrongly that he will get the team up next season or at the very least pushing for the playoffs yeah. which will be a successful season yeah and I agree I've never seen Cardiff use a manager to promote season tickets before though the way they have with Warnock I have to say so maybe that's just marketing in 2017 and wasn't that well, that's, you have to say that's, that's, that's the right way to go about it. Well, I would say, I would have said, yeah, if the club wasn't in such a bad position before Neil Warnock come in. Yeah. So, so it's so, evident yeah. that they've had to. Warnock is an asset. But he, he, Absolute. Is, he is an employee yeah. of the football club, and so they're, they're entitled to use that asset Absolutely, as, yeah. as they see fit. And, and um, yeah, I've no doubt the Warnock effect is going to encourage people to buy season tickets, many of whom may well have chosen to walk away mm. after a season of, you know, you know, not being the greatest start to this season in particular, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's mid-table stuff now. But there is a belief that Warnock will have the team up and running and pushing, and the Golden Times could return back for the first time since the promotion year. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, um, you know... I know so many Cardiff fans who, who say, well, you know, I can't think of a better manager to have than him. I can't mm. think of a better manager to have than him. And I see where they're coming from at this level. Mm. Um, but like Blakey says, it, it's correct to say that they need to have a manager after that who does the same and a manager after that. Then. Yeah, but at least they would be in a greater position of strength because of Neil Warnock, wouldn't we? That, that, that they'd have... A bigger fan base again because mm-hmm. the fans are coming back, or at least they're not going away in the numbers they could have done if Warnock were not there. Um, and one would presume that whoever takes over from Warnock will take over a more successful team than the rubbish he inherited. Mm. So you know, um, I think that there's a. Uh, I think that he's liable. To, he's likely to leave a, a much stronger base. When he leaves, you want him to leave on good terms, don't you? Yeah, you want it to end on good terms because if that is the case, I guarantee you, the fans will be accepting of number one the hierarchy and yeah. two whoever's coming in next. Okay, so you made a good decision in appointing Warnock. They'll then demand you make another good decision. And in general, I think most people thought Paul Trollope was as a bit risky. Mm. Yeah, I thought as risky. Neil Warnock, I think, galvanised the yeah. club. It was like, well, I, I, you might have got one in every hundred who was saying, ah, it's a bad decision. But you got 99 saying it's good. So overwhelmingly, it was a good decision and everyone's agree. I always say, if you've got drag on your club, I've said on this show before, prior to you being here, Dom, if you've got drag on your club, you will not be successful. So if you've got unhappy players, unhappy fans, unhappy staff... If you've got drag on your club, it's so difficult to be. Look at Arsenal now. Mm. Drag is so hard to be successful. You look at Chelsea last year compared to this. Yeah, everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet, all going in one direction, all one focus. Fans, staff, players, everybody, all in the same direction. 
It's like uh, it's, uh, it's like if you've watched the documentary about Sir Alex. It's mm. like the geese that fly over, all in unison. They're all going in one V, all in one direction, with one goal. And you're right to mention Wenger because that's a situation where the club is a reflection of their manager, but not in a positive sense. Not in a positive so sense at all. It works both ways, yeah, like you absolutely. say. No, absolutely. No, with, with regards to the managers, Blake, you said that. I mean, managers don't tend to leave under good circumstances. Mm. Um, like politicians. I think I think it could happen with Warnock because of his age. I was going to say that, yeah. but I didn't want to say well, that. Well, no, he'd be because the first he's not one. Yeah, he's just leave, he, he's leave a pension. Leave yeah. the pensioners out of it. Well, you know, he's... he's the <laughs> apologies to any well, pensioners hopefully, listening. hopefully... He'll be able to leave on a bus as well. Free bus pass he's probably got now. And he's all, he always mentions his tractor. Um, he always listen, says when I'm on my tractor. His, his oh, word, it's, tractor. it's easy to, to listen to a, a manager talk about the fans. Think, oh, you're just saying that to play to your audience. But when Warnock says, this is my kind of club, my kind of people, which is the branding Cardiff City used to sell the season tickets with this big face emblazoned on it, I think he's being genuine. Mm. I think he said that right at the start. And I know what he means by it because he is passionate and he feels he has. He's to, a roughneck. He has to punch above his weight. He's a roughneck. Yeah, we're right. roughnecks. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But you know, he he feels he's battling against the establishment. Whatever you want to call Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah? If you look at um, the Cardiff fans in general, Valley Boys, you know, Ely Boys, City Boys, Lan Romney Boys, you know. He, Roughnecks, that's what they are, and and he is, and he's always had Just those honest, type of players. Honest, Straight up, hard values, working yeah. boys from the council estates. Take no nonsense. And whoa, don't take any nonsense. But you well, know, that's what expect, is, isn't it? expect you to die for the cause. Yeah, you know, and and his passion. Comes it is. It is. It is. So, so I don't think he's those are empty words from Neil Watts. No. Are quite amazing. I think they are absolutely sincere. It's almost like in his. 77 year management career look I think it's about three decades at least right but in his management career it's almost like he has been waiting and wanting to manage Cardiff City FC mm. it's almost mm. you almost feel that he's mm. always looked at that club mm. that, that's a that's a brilliant way to go into our next session because I want people to end on he is the perfect manager for Cardiff City FC so before we get into the weekend and the predictions chaps I want to play a quick game Okay, What's I've got noughts and crosses. No red sauce, brown. I've sauce, got <laughs> sauce. Is it? Now that's just it. Just to, for a bit of context to take okay. listeners behind the curtain. There, Blakey came in this afternoon discussing whether red sauce, brown sauce, or no sauce. No, I didn't come in discussing it. Someone told me <laughs> I heard you on the show. <laughs> this was this was the Danny Baker yeah. show subject of hand. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's been a hot topic in the office this morning. However. I'm gonna. I've got seven. If anyone can think of any more, I've got seven names right. on a piece of paper here, chaps. Yep. And I want you both to tell me stay or go. Not whether they should stay. I just a not whether you th- answer one word. It's answer. whether you think. Okay. So I'll what? say I'll say what, a name. A personal, person. view, a personal view or the club. No, what the what, club will do. What you think. Okay. Not you. Not your opinion, opinion. Your opinion. Personal. What advice. you think. Right. the club should do regardless right. of contract situations and right. let's pretend in our imaginary world that the budget requirements right. are loosened we're the CEO and secretary so okay. Nathan Blake Anthony Pilkington uh, Anthony Pilkington I would move on Paul I'd stay I think there's something there that could Score goals for Cardiff City. 
I think okay. he's a very good player, Pilkington, who hasn't really consistently shown it for Cardiff. I think I could get as much from a, maybe a player from League One Is there who's value? younger, hungrier, and wanting to show and shine. I think I could get more dynamism from a League One player who's wanting to make it to the top for less money, less wages than I would pay in Pilkington. So that would be my reason for Okay. But I think I could generate money off the back of him to subsidise. Let's rattle on. Mm-hmm. Craig Noon. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. Noon. Um, I think I'd have to say go because wingers are not consistent anyway. Um, he, on his day, he's fabulous. But I think Cardiff need a little bit more creativity and pace and, what's the word, um, mystique from their wise person, but rather than have Noon cut inside all the time and defenders find it easy to read. Nathan? Noon, Nooney, or Nuninho, as we call him, as he's known on the show. I've always liked Nuninho, but moving on. Do you want an explanation? I, I, that's, that's enough for me. Okay. The, the, the inconsistency of the winger mm-hmm. is uh, it's a... A fine explanation. He's been here. My point is, he's been here a long time. He's been successful here, and over the last season or two, he's struggled to find the kind of form that we all know he is capable of. Sometimes it gets to the point where you need a new challenge. And for me, as a CEO, I would be looking at that, thinking best for both parties, and I can get a bit of money for him, and I can bring someone in again, probably on a lower wage. Okay. So FFP. I've ticked all boxes. <laughs> We're going to have to change the name of this podcast to Blakey's Boardroom, aren't we? <laughs> Peter Whittingham, chaps. <laughs> Peter Whittingham. Uh, Peter Whittingham, stay. Um, he would be... People are saying we take a wage cut. My point is to all people who think about the wages and what have you, how many championship clubs are going to pay him what he's paying paid at Cardiff now at his age he'd probably have to take a wage cut anyway because he'd either get a middle of the road championship club to a upper tier league one club would he want that? no would I think do I think I can still use him in games both for 90 minutes and to come on when I need to control games and settle things down yes do I think I can get at least if I had to play him 25 to 30 games back to back do I think I get out of him yes but is he guaranteed to start every week no but yes I keep him Paul Wits go too good a player to not be in the first team um, Cardiff desperately need a really creative mobile 10 and a really bossy 8 to play next to Aaron Gunnarsson um, I'd rather remember the Wits for the Wits who was an absolute, yeah, he was an absolute shoo-in in the team, scoring goals, had a little bit of mobility, certainly compared to now. Um, Do you know the other reason, Paul, though, why I say keep him? Yeah. Because I've always said our club suffers from the academic coach, too many academic coaches. And Peter is so settled in the area and has given so much quality service to the club, I would actually be saying to him, you take... 
is it, this is the, the wage I'm offering you. Yes, it's less, but long term, do you want to go into coaching? And if you do, I want you in my academy, and then we go from there. So there's a plan, long to medium term plan for you, if you want to be a coach. If you've not no interest in football and coaching, okay, I still keep him, and like, or if the decision was made, I don't want to sign for them wages and go, well, okay, yeah, pat on the back, you've been fantastic. But long term, players like him, their contribution off the pitch for younger players, on dead ball specialists and things like that, I've got to have him. I, I can't let quality go out for someone else to take advantage of. I don't believe. I think that's a big mistake we've made over the years. Mm. Okay, I'll rattle through the rest then. I want one, one word from both of you. Um, Kadeem Harris? Stay. Paul? Um, stay, but I'm going to cheat here and add a few more words by saying I'm not as convinced by him yet as Blake is. Okay. Declan John, we've spoken about him. Uh, leave, I'd sell. Or I'd offload. Paul? Leave, I hope he doesn't end up at a Newport County. I hope he stays at No, you'll play higher than that. I mean, did well when he went to Barnsley. All right. Yeah, I think he'll. I think you know he's not a, he's not a League Two player. You know he, 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 he's a, he, you know and sometimes it is to refresh and get another club. It's good for the player. Okay. Maybe he's in his comfort zone. Yeah. Bruno Manga. Definitely keep keep. Hundred percent. There's only two out of six you both agreed on so far. Well, but that football's about a penny up. Yeah, that's what exactly. we've And the last one. finally, Junior Hoylet. He's tossing a coin in, in his imaginary hand. Keep. And he says, keep. I'd lose Hoylet because I think Cardiff need a really good, creative, tricky, wide player, and I'm not convinced he's the answer for a team seeking promotion. Really interesting. Really interesting. And I'm sure those are similar questions that the real Cardiff City board and Neil Warnock will, will be asking over the summer. Mm. My biggest fear, this time next year, Mr Warnock isn't present and leading our club. I just hope that the plan and the money and everything that's been agreed and promised, I hope the deals are stuck to and he can get his signings done early as possible in um, July and pre-season and away you go, hit the ground running. So my biggest fear is actually broken promises let's hope not let's hope not fingers crossed eyes crossed <laughs> toes crossed toes you know on to Brentford then and the weekend we won't particularly talk about Brentford or, or the match itself mm. due to the, the the bigger picture I guess that we've already spoken about but have you got a prediction for us both of you and what what Cardiff could, could do this weekend is it time for tricky one I'm going to go for a 2-3-1 win again I'm going to go 3-1 win because I think, you know, it, 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 they're not the type of team that's going to go three, four, five, six games unbeaten. Uh, loss, 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 I don't mm. think. I think there are too many good players in there. Um, Zohar's still on fire. So I'm, I'm going to go, yeah, 3-1 win. Paul? I, I thought Cardiff might win at Barnsley in midweek because I think Warnock would have read the right act to the team mm. after Wolves. Mm. Um, I still and he's a United, right? 
I still think Warlock won't be happy, and so I'm going to go 1 1 going on 2 1 to Cardiff. <laughs> like that. It's like an age. He's, he, one and a half he's 11 one, going on 12. <laughs> 1 and a half 1 is the prediction from, from Paul there. I'm going to go optimistic like Blakey. I'll say 3 1. I think it's a, a reaction time from, yeah. from Warlock's side. Yeah. Anything yeah. else to add, either of you? No, let's just hope you're both right. Yeah, let's, fingers crossed. Well, let's hope so. You can follow all that, of course, on Wales Online over the weekend. And we'll be back with another one of these same time next week. Thank you all for listening. See you Keep soon. listening.